Merry Christmas. My name is Brad Watson, and this is the Saturate Podcast's Advent devotional called Preparing Room. This is a 25-day reflective journey through the themes of Advent, as well as the themes of being the people God called us to be, so I hope that you will enjoy it. In addition to this devotional, we also have resources on Advent that I'd love for you to check out at saturatetheworld.com. One is the Advent Community Guide, which will help you have engaging conversations throughout this season as your community gets together. There's also crafts and coloring sheets for children, as well as alternative ways to use it with your children and family gatherings. So it's a great resource just to use with families as well. Also, we have a holiday missional community planning guide that will help leaders engage and plan for this season so that people will grow in your community in their love for God during this season, their love for one another in this season, and their love for their neighbor this season. So make sure you check both of those out. And with that, let's engage today's reflection. The end of war, the healing of the nations. My favorite Christmas movie right now is Joy Noel. It tells the story of a Christmas Day truce in the trenches of World War I between Germans, French, and British soldiers. The cost of World War I was a lost generation. It was a horrible war that many hoped would end all wars. But the midst of this war, there came a moment of worship and joy across the nations, across people groups. On Christmas Eve in 1914, the two sides that were bent on destroying each other, separated just by a no-man's land and barbed wire and trenches, these two sides began singing in their own languages to one another, Silent Light and the First Noel. Then later, officers met in the no-man's land and they exchanged whiskey and cigars. A British soldier, uh, Private Frederick Heath, recounted the evening this way, How could we resist wishing each other a Merry Christmas, even though we might be at each other's throats immediately afterwards? So we kept a running conversation with the Germans, all the while our hands were ready on our rifles. Blood and peace, enmity and fraternity, war's most amazing paradox. The night were on to dawn, a night made easier by the songs from the German trenches, the pipings of piccolos, and from our broad lines, laughter and Christmas carols. Not a shot was fired. And, and by dawn, soldiers found Christmas trees and walked across barbed wire to celebrate, sing, and worship. They even played soccer together. Chaplains and priests of both sides led a unified Christmas service. I love this movie and true story because it so tangibly describes our current moment in redemptive history. War still rages while we worship Christ's first coming. Conflict and pain while we live as peacemakers. Battles are fought while the church grows up and the love that created it. There are moments when weapons are put down and we remember Emmanuel. The first Christmas creates peace on earth, that's true, but in Advent we also long for the coming peace and Christ's second coming. About that coming peace, one day, says the nations will inquire about Jesus, and the world will be filled with the knowledge of him. One day, gospel saturation will happen. 
One day, there will only be plowshares, no more spears. Jesus' reign and rule will be uncontested. He will be the ruling prince of peace without enemy. His reign will be marked by healing. It's the healing of the nations. We've received the love of God in measures we cannot understand, and yet there is still more to come. And so we respond to the peace of Christmas with a longing for the next with the understanding that we will find ourselves on battlefields until that day comes when Jesus gloriously returns and establishes everlasting peace. So I invite us to become a people that say, Come, come Lord Jesus, come. And that is the anthem of Advent. And it's found at the very end of Revelation. When all that John had seen uh, gets wrapped up, he says, We now say, Come, Lord Jesus, come. Come quickly. Make that happen today. We hope and we long for restoration, for the ending that is to come when everything is made right, where evil is judged and where grace abounds, where God dwells with his people. What does it look like to become people who pray, who pray to God, come. To be the bride or to be the church that says to the groom, come. It means that we would become a people of endurance, that we would be a people of faith. It means that we'd be courageous amidst war. It means that speaking for justice and living with mercy. It means putting little stock in building our own kingdoms here, and it means investing everything on building the eternal kingdom of Jesus. And so I ask you, how will you long for the coming peace? And how will you sit in this in-between spot where the war is going on while worship is happening, while the peace has come, yet more peace is on its way. How do you do that? How do you live and prepare room for a peace that outlasts this one? Wait, before you go, I just want to say a few things about a new resource that's come out recently called The Gospel Basics for Kids. It's an amazing resource that we hope that you'll check out. It's for preschool-aged children, and it guides these kids through discussions and story and music and crafts and illustrations and coloring sheets, all to introduce these young children to the important discipleship uh, realities of gospel, identity, rhythms, and essentially the way that we teach and train and disciple adults, we're doing it for kids because our children are not the disciples of the future, they're the disciples of today. And so go to saturatetheworld.com or amazon.com to learn more about the gospel basics for kids and get your copy.